Hi, I'm Monica, aka Miniature Mouse. I love boys, but I don't have one. And in fact, I've never had one. I could probably count on two hands how many dates I've been on in my entire life, and I decided it's time to change that. Hi, I'm Jess, and I love boys too. And in the opposite way of Monica, I can't count on all the hands in America how many people I've had sex with. And yet, I still don't have a boyfriend. And I want one. And I'm Dax, and I love Monica and Jess in so many ways. They don't have partners, and that is a huge mystery to me because they're both incredibly attractive, so fun, so smart, and have so much to offer. So what we decided to do is examine these unhealthy patterns and bring in experts and outsiders to help critique us, advise us, guide us, pretty much call bullshit on us so that we can find the romantic companion that we're looking for. We started this thinking it was going to be just cute little dating challenges that we would go on and talk about and laugh about. Turns out it is very hard to be vulnerable in real time in public. Yes! I'm so excited! You're so lying. (laughs) We romanticize pathological love. One to ten. How much do you want love? Go. You can't even get the sentence out. I would just eat around it. It's a little selfish. Why do I want something and then why have I designed a defense? We must put the chum in the water for the sharks to come, buddy. Monica's like, so apparently I have to join Raya this week. He likes fucking. You don't even have a kiss, a handheld, anything. Your frontal lobe is just in the way. Push-up bra, low-cut top. That's what you should be doing. Masturbate every night. Rob's too uncomfortable for this. And please enjoy part two, Monica and Jess love boys who like Christmas. Monica don't like, Monica don't like boys, Monica loves boys, Jess don't like. Welcome to second installment of Monica and Jess Love Boys. It's been seven, nine days. Has it been nine? And this is the first time I haven't seen you in maybe nine days. I think I saw you once, which is very weird. Yeah, we checked in a little bit. And then you were like, don't talk about it. Yeah, because we had to wait. Yes. So let's remind everybody of our challenges. So what was your challenge given to you by Mr. Dak Shepard? My dad gave me a challenge to write down 10 traits in a future partner that has nothing to do with looks or sex. Right. And then I was only allowed to go on one date and not have sex for seven days. Yes. And it's also been nine days, just to let you know. And you did ah, it. I have a lot. I want you to start. Oh, I have boy. A lot. <laughs> Jess, I did. I did. I did. You did it. I, I did an amazing job. Yes. Did you do it? The exact thing? Yes. No. Okay. As soon as I left this thing, all this anxiety came up. Like, I'm chatting with nine guys. I'm seeing three guys. Text started coming in. It was just very eye-opening how much time and effort I'm spending on these apps and how much I am, you know, talking to different people in the claws or in the realm or what is in the thing of finding love, but it was very... Pursuit. Pursuit in finding love. And I started thwarting. I started saying no, and I read my 10 traits, which are quick-witted, flirty, spontaneous, present, healthy, curious, kind, optimistic, secure, and charming. 
And the third guy that I had been on a date with already uh-huh. was 40 and he works nine to five and he doesn't drink a lot. Uh-huh. And he is uh, smart and very opposite of me. He's very type A. He's very organized. And I go, OK, he wanted to have a sexual encounter with me. And I said, no, let's go to sushi. Uh-huh. And we did. I went to sushi and it was really nice and I learned about his job. It was nice and it was an interesting date, but I had already had sex with him. So it was mm-hmm. very, it was, I felt comfortable and it, it felt nice. And then we had sex after. And then you had sex after. Yes. Okay. I actually don't think in the challenge you were forbidden to have sex with the one date person. Oh, okay. Really? I think. Yes! I'm so excited. Okay. I, was, I had so much anxiety, Monica. I was telling my trainer, I go, she might cancel this. <laughs> I go, you know, and it was it was so hard You're for me. You're very scared of me. I'm not I've never been scared of you until Ooh, I like it. <laughs> until now, because this was like exciting for me. Like I work 18 hours a week. This was something I was looking forward to. And then when it was so difficult, I was really really bringing me back to when I was 30, when I lost my virginity. I'm like, oh my God, I have no balance in my life. When I'm rolling over and checking these apps in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the night or that I'm on them so much, you know, that app that shows you how much you're on something. I need that because this challenge was the underbelly of it was very triggering for me as far as um, my my balance and time. And it was really, really, really interesting. And I didn't feel good a lot of the time either. Yeah. I didn't feel good wow. lying to these people. And I didn't feel good about how much attention I've been putting into these Wow. Things. Okay. I have so many thoughts already. Okay. First of all, good job. Proud of you. Thank you. Secondly, you should be scared of me. <laughs> and third... No one said you had to lie to anybody. In fact, I think you should never have lied to anybody. I think when people are texting you, you can say, I'm taking a little break. Right, but that's lying because I wanted to have sex with them. But that's not lying. Yeah, that's yeah, you've yeah. committed to something Correct, yeah. and, and you're just doing that, Got you it. know. But lying would be like, I can't, I have other plans, which is probably what you said. Is that what you said? <laughs> I, I said everything from the gambit. I think I had plans to like um, work or yeah. family. I mean, all these things are true. Kind Ish, of. <laughs> not really. You were just making excuses. But my point is you don't need to make excuses because what you're doing, you're just trying to make healthier choices and you don't need to make an excuse for that. Right. Well, the two other guys, I actually had been. I'd gone on dates with them. They it was they were sexual dates. They were like, go get a drink or two, and then we go have sex, which is super fun. But that yeah. wasn't that's something I do all the time. Exactly. So this challenge made me do something that I don't do all the time, exactly. which is date within my age range. This yeah. guy is forty and and nice and different. And granted, I don't feel a lot of butterflies yet. I really, really like what you said about the challenge was one thing, but you ended up learning something completely different about the way you spend time in your life. Yes. Yeah. When I have an improv class or when I have to write my best man speech or when I have to, you know, do something that is creative outside, I do not spend that much time on these things. It's Idle, what is there's a saying? Idle minds? Idle hands, idle Idle minds. Idle minds. Idle penises. Well, I have a lot of free time and I get mischievous. Well, and it seems like perhaps it's becoming a little apparent that these people are band-aids 
for other things or they're replacements for other things that you feel like maybe are missing. Yes. And it's like, okay, I don't have this, but I can have this right now. I found a guy on Tinder and he had a lot of these traits I wrote down. (gasps) Okay. And we were chatting and it was really cool and he was good looking and he was age appropriate. And he goes, give me your Instagram. Uh-huh. And I normally don't like to do that because I feel like it speeds everything up. But I go in lieu of this challenge. I'm like, let's do something I normally don't do. And I go, OK. And I gave him my Instagram and he blocked me immediately. He did. And it really bothered Stung. me. Yeah, of course. And it brought up a lot of things in the gay community that I think, which is masculine and feminine. And in my Instagram, do I too feminine or do I, I too masculine? Mm. The first, the, the latest post I put up is me lip syncing to part of this world by Jesse J, which is, it's, if you know me, yes. it is just a version of myself, which I love. And I think it's a killer it's lip sync. It's a wonderful version of yourself. But when you haven't met someone yet and you go through their whole Instagram, it's like an audition. You're looking to see why Ugh. they're not going to make it. And it's mm. very awful. And it triggered me even more because I've done that. Of course. I've seen that. I've gone through people's Instagrams and their stories. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. And so when he did it, I smiled. I go, been there. But it's it, it still stung. Yeah, of course. A lot. Well, so no more Instagram. <laughs> no, 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 no. And let me tell you why this is extra upsetting. Because, yes, it feels scary. It feels like you're putting so much out early if you're giving someone your instagram it's like this is my whole life well and also like don't get me started on what that means that's your curated life right but But they don't even like that (laughs) 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 but i wish we had tequila (laughs) well we have a lot more episodes i know we might need to do one (laughs) loose anyway but he's going to learn those things about you anyway And so, like, hiding those parts just means you're not being fully honest. And that's something we're going to talk about. I don't agree with that. Why? Because I think you should get to know someone at a pace that is healthy and not a sped up insulin needle of heroin of Jess or whoever. Like, you get to know someone and then you're on the third day and, like, oh my God, he does this weird, quirky thing, which I really like and it's endearing. Going through someone's Instagram and finding every single thing that they've done and their stand-up jokes and their bits from movies. It's just like, it's overwhelming when you don't have the other part to balance it, which is how I'm in a room, how I'm in mm-hmm. engaging in with person. you when we're, when we're talking yeah. and I have eye contact, like those things, I am a hundred percent myself on these dates. Like I am just a hundred percent, but I'm still in the moment. I'm like, this guy's a lot, but he's also a human and he's kind of, you know, it's, it, it right. works more on paper. When you're sitting in your living yeah. room and looking at someone's Instagram, I'm just, I just don't agree really. Well, that's true. It's easy to make a mass judgment based on these while images. you're driving in traffic, right? Like they're not, they don't, they're not they're, connecting correct. or anything. Yes, that's true. That's true. But if he doesn't like your lip sync, the truth <laughs> is, he's not going to like you. His name was, no, I don't even remember. <laughs> and that's okay. That Maybe that's not for him, but y- that is you. I'm so glad you posted that because it's I so still you. am I'm triggered by that post. And the reason I'm leaving it up is because it bothers me still. Yeah. I want to leave it up till it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because I have fallen into that masculine, feminine, he's too gay, this is too, guys too queenie, yeah. he's too femme, I'm, I'm coming across, fe- it's so, it's so institutionalized in the gay community and it's not 
good, especially at my age. I should be way more evolved than that. But why do you think that is these sort of deep root? I mean, I guess it's it's just misogyny yep. at the end of the day. Uh-huh. And it's also we are triggered by things we see in uh, ourselves. So if we see someone act too gay, instantly I go, when was the last time I was too gay? I know, but even the term too gay. I'm, I know, I'm just telling you, yeah. it's super, it is. But it's like so self-loathing. I know, and that's our community. And that's why yeah. there's, you know, my friend just went to an AA meeting. He said there was nine gay guys to one straight guy in these I'm AA sure. meetings. Yeah. It's like, it is rampant how much self-loathing and shame there's in the gay community. Mm. So what was the most fun? Th was there anything fun that happened on the day? Um, on your sushi day? Or like, I, I just or liked listen he has a lot of rules which i just don't, well i don't eat crispy rice and he looked i'm like oh okay why he's like i mean it, he stuttered and he's just very particular yeah about things which makes me laugh and i'm usually drawn to those kind of people uh -huh. because i'm not um and th and then one time i don't even think i said anything funny and he burst out laughing like oh so wow I was like, oh it's kind of a loose yeah. <laughs> burst out laughing unpredictable and he was it was it was a pleasant date and it felt very nice and healthy. Did you feel good after or no? Well, then you had sex and then you felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't didn't feel bad instantly. The next day is when I'm like, did I break this challenge? Am right. I going to get in trouble? Like, do, do I have a problem? Can I not right. say no? Which, that would be the most scary thing is that this is deep rooted in a form of indulgence and addiction, which I don't want to really find out. Find out or deal with, really, but yeah. I will have to, yeah. you know? And, and after a couple of days, I did start feeling better, and like, this is life. And I even contemplated, like, not lying to you, but, like, just kind of, I was nervous, but it was, I ultimately, at the end of the seven days, I 